I'm Alyssa. I'm Alyssa. And I am not Alyssa. Welcome to 52 Women, the official podcast of the Montgomery County, Maryland chapter of the National Organization for Women. Um, so we have a lot of fun stuff to talk about tonight. We had a chapter meeting on Wednesday evening, and we had a very special guest, uh, Tony Van Pelt, the new president of National Now joined us it was super exciting to have her there and you know we had a lot of topics to talk about and it was useful to have her input and insight um and we also had a um another special guest dana marlowe from i support the girls dropped in um to thank us for all that we're doing and um let us in on some other things that maybe we could help with so i think in the near future we'll be we'll be broadcasting that out to everyone um, as another opportunity to help that organization. For fun national news, before we get into what we discussed at the meeting, the White House apparently has a new resident of, I don't know, a 25-foot inflatable chicken <laughs> that looks like Donald Trump, and it's amazing. And FYI, the guy had to apply for a permit for that. So it's legal. <laughs> and was approved of. So that just made me happy yesterday. Um, with all the threats of nuclear war. So, hey, <laughs> inflatable chicken. But as for our meeting on Wednesday, um, we talked about a few different upcoming actions. Alyssa, do you want to talk about one of them? Sure. Um, so on September 30th, there's going to be a March for Black Women, which is part of the larger March for Racial Justice. They're going to be marching on the National Mall and the Department of Justice. Um, and from their Facebook page, the purpose of the march is to denounce the propagation of state violence and the widespread incarceration of black women and girls, rape and all sexualized violence, the murders and brutalization of trans women, and the disappearances of our girls from our streets, our schools, and our homes. Um, so definitely be on the lookout for that September 30th. I know the three of us will probably go. Yeah, and I think there's going to be a push definitely within the chapter and yeah. maybe with National since we're all in the same area. Yes, so come out for that. Join Montgomery County now at the March for Black Women on September 30th. Um, and coming up sooner than that, on August 24th, there's a screening of the film Equal Means Equal in D.C. We'll post the link on our Facebook page. We already have, actually. And um, on the page for this episode of the podcast, um, where to get tickets. Equal Means Equal is a film about women's equality and the Equal Rights Amendment. Um, and it is a good film. According to those who have seen it, I haven't seen it. I'm looking forward to seeing it. So join us on August 24th uh, for that. Yeah, you can get, we'll post the link to the tickets. They're only, I think, what, like $13 when, it, when the service charges. And part of that goes to an organization that supports the Equal Rights Amendment. So you're, you're not just seeing a film, you're supporting the movement. And every little bit counts. And you can sit with us. Yeah. We're fun. Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> we definitely aren't movies. <laughs> Unless you're in front of us, which you probably have to shush, shush a lot. Yeah. 
Um, and then I think that that's so the that's all part of the Women's Equality Day. That's yes. August twenty sixth, right? Yeah, Women's Equality Day is on August twenty sixth. It's part of the long weekend of celebration for that. Um, we've talked about that a bit on the on the podcast before. Um, all the info is on our Facebook page, MC or Facebook.com slash MC for Montgomery County, MD for Maryland now for National Organization for Women. Um, and also on our website. Yeah, on our website as well, mcmdnow.org. And there's uh, the film, there's celebration, a march, there's like a and then an action. Um, and the whole agenda is on our website. Like if you click on the calendar yeah. event on our website, yeah. the entire agenda hour by hour is on there. Yeah, Friday there's an advocacy day at Capitol Hill, and then Saturday there's like a walk and a rally. So... Um, if, you know, you can't join the advocacy during the day on Friday because you work or whatever, then there's an opportunity to, um, walk or just attend the rally, the rally, which I think is at the White House on the yes. 26th. So there's something for everyone. Or you could just come to the movie with us yeah. and, you know, pick, pick your pleasure. Yes. I believe, uh, former now president Terry O'Neill is, um, featured in Equal Means Equal, so... Oh. Has a now connection. Definitely come out and join us for that. Um, And then I think the other thing we talked about a little bit last night, which, Alyssa, you can go into. This is fun. I only have to know one name. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Is the recent report that came out from Ike Leggett on the minimum wage increase in the county. Yeah, so um, there we talked about a couple of upcoming county council issues, um, but some of the stuff that we talked about last night, um, we have personal action items on, and, and we'll get you info on all that good stuff um, later in the month, or within the month. Um, the minimum wage increase, uh, Ike Leggett, who is the exec, county executive, um, he commissioned a study. Um, the county paid uh, close to one hundred fifty thousand dollars for the study. So he, we had a bill to raise the minimum wage to fifteen dollars, right? And he vetoed that. Yeah. Well, so by twenty twenty, it's by not 20- an immediate. It's not an immediate raise to the. Yeah. It's not an immediate raise. But he vetoed it, and yeah. as a response to the veto, that's why he commissioned the study. Right. right? And he. Well, and he. Well, he had already argued personally. That he felt there would be these job losses, um, and that was his that was his reason for yeah. vetoing. He felt like there would be job losses. That was his reason for vetoing. Um, he commissioned the study. Um, the report predicts that forty seven thousand dollars will be lost in the county and an aggregate income loss of four hundred million. Uh, if we increase the current eleven fifty per hour to fifteen dollars per hour by twenty twenty two, so the studies, the study was looking at increasing it by twenty twenty two rather than by twenty twenty. Um, the study was based on information collected from business owners in the county um, who knew what the end result would be if the study showed that there would be a lot of job loss, that, that there would be more steam to to cut this off to keep the minimum wage where it is in the county. Um, so it's it's a biased, it was a biased result. Um, they did note in the study results that 65% of the business owners um, opposed or strongly opposed increasing the minimum wage. Um, 
so, so anyway, county council members, um, Mark Ehrlich and, um, and Hans Reimer were really strong in their language saying that this was laughable, the results were inaccurate and um, in no way reflected what would actually happen in the county. They were just biased because the people answering the questionnaire would be directly affected by the results of um, whatever came out of it. Um, Berliner, Roger Berliner, um, was one of the four members um, who voted against the earlier bill. Um, but they, right, they didn't have the votes mm -hmm. to overcome the veto. Um, but he has a lot of questions about the study. So um, he wants, he asked if the people who orchestrated the study could come answer all the questions that the council has about how the study was conducted, about what the results mean, um, and that's going to happen in September. Um, so the tentative date right now is September 19th, but that seems to be the tentative date for a lot of the things. So I think that's kind of just when they come back from recess. Mm -hmm. um, so we'll maybe know um, later. So why does this matter to women? Um, so in the state of Maryland, um, almost six in 10 minimum wage workers are women. Um, the tipped minimum cash wage is $3.63. So tip your servers, please. Tip yeah. your servers. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I know. Um, and then the minimum wage is eleven fifty. That is That is a recent increase in the minimum wage in Montgomery County from nine twenty five. I think it was, before. Um, we're better than... A lot of the country, the average is two thirds of of the of in the country. Two thirds of women are are um, minimum wage earners, and um, two thirds of women are also tipped workers, like restaurant servers. Um, and National Women's Law Center has a really good um, interactive tool that gives a state by state comparison, um, so you can see the national averages, but you can also look at your state, uh, see what the minimum wage is and see what the tipped minimum cash wage is. Um, Maryland's is not updated on that tool yet, the 211.50, so it could be that if your state has had a recent change that it's not reflected there, but it's a it's a neat tool. Um, <clears throat> so, sorry. And does it say that, they, like, I know other places, other cities have raised the minimum wage, mm -hmm. and they were, I heard on NPR a few weeks ago it, and I think it was Seattle Seattle yeah yeah and they were talking about they were talking to the mayor and they thought that that would happen like they thought that the county or the city would lose money and all that and what happened was people just like cut people's hours mm -hmm. so there was no like money loss which isn't great either and the mayor was like we have to work on this right but their study is kind of contradictory to real life what's what's happening in real world right and um yeah and i think a lot of people who argue for the minimum wage too would say maybe not for current businesses but for new businesses that you factor it in as a part of your mm -hmm. business plan and if you can't afford to open a business where you pay x amount of dollars for the minimum wage then you can't yet afford to open a business in montgomery county maryland for instance right. um so um Obviously, we know that there's a wage gap for women anyway, um, and it's just, it, it, it drastically, it affects women drastically more than it affects men. 
Um, and then uh, raising the minimum wage also it would um, drastically increase um, the wages of black women um, because they work, um, they make up 23% of all minimum wage workers um, in the country. So almost a quarter of minimum wage workers are black women. So just like we say every week, things that are bad for women are worse for women of color. Um, and it's also that women are often, like we talked about last week, um, especially in families, um, in black families and Latino families, women are often the primary um, wage earner in the family. Um, and when the minimum wage is too low, um, then it's kids, it's families that mm -hmm. end up paying the price. And we talked about Kamala Harris tweeting about that on um, Black Women's Equal Pay Day, that that um, it's not fair. And it's, it's almost insurmountable for these women to get out, for these families to get out from under the poverty line if they can't, um, if they, if they, they can't they make can't a wage. Make, yeah. um, that makes sense. Um, especially us living in Montgomery County, um, we know how much it costs to live here um, and we know that um, just like even just paying rent even if you're not saving for a down payment on a house even if you're just even if you just say that you're gonna pay rent um, you know 1150 times a 40-hour work week is $460 a week um, so a month you're talking about $1,840 a month and that's before taxes. Yeah, before, before taxes. Before this taxes. is just raw. Right, right, right. Yeah. 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 Um, so not not enough to live on in Montgomery County for sure. Um, so, and then I have another article here that's from the Economic Policy Institute, and it's a fact sheet, and we can post it also. Um, but there are some staggering statistics on here. 23.1 um, million women or 30... 3.8% of the female workforce um, would receive a higher wage if the minimum wage were received were raised to $15 by 2024 nationwide. Um, so yeah, like almost 35% of women would see a pay increase. Um, children would benefit too. Nearly one quarter of children have at least one parent who would get a raise. Um, that's a big deal. Among single parents, the effects of the increase are more dramatic than for parents overall. 44.6% of all working single mothers, that's 3.6 million women, uh, would receive a raise if the federal minimum wage was increased to $15. Um, and you have to think, like, I feel like when people, when critics think about this, they're like, oh, it's, it's going to be hard on small business owners and all that. Well, it's mostly hard on giant chains, but I'll give you the small business owners, sure. that's fine. <laughs> but you'll also have to consider, like, if these if these people make more money, they rely less on government services. Right. Because, like, I'll pick on Walmart. Like, a lot of people who work at Walmart are on food stamps yeah. or are on Medicaid or need some sort of government assistance. If they were paid more, yeah. they wouldn't need that, and it, it would balance out in some way yeah. and maybe even take more money away that the government has to pay for. So it's it's a it's an economic health thing. Right. And well there's oh sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say people who have more money have more money to spend. Mm -hmm. Therefore it helps boost the economy. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. going back to what you were saying, 
people who are critics of raising the minimum wage quite often are critics of those government programs yeah. as well. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. And You're that, and I mean, the, the stats I was just reading from Economic Policy Institute are are about ma- raising the federal minimum wage mm-hmm. to $15 yeah. by 2024. Um, so, I don't know. It just seems like if you can see the writing on the wall that Montgomery County would um, we're usually, forge ahead. We're usually <laughs> at the forefront of that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, we we're are. Usually... Yeah, we are. And it costs a lot of money to live here. It costs a it lot of money does. to live here. Even if you are not making the minimum wage, even if you're a salaried employee at a company, it costs a lot of money to work, to live here. And, um, and I mean, and we, anyway, women, women will see the most benefit and minority women will see mm-hmm. a big benefit if yeah. we can raise the minimum wage. So, um, interested in hearing what happens with that study and, um, interested in hearing, um, Maybe I just don't know enough, but I'm interested in hearing their reasons why, the council's reasons why they wouldn't want this other than protecting business and, and you know, wanting to be pro-business. That was his reason for vetoing it, wasn't it? I that guess. was his, I feel like that was his, because I, that was when I was first becoming conscious on what was going on in the county. Um, and I think that was his, one of his reasons, like, he needed to understand the impact on the businesses before he put that in. I mean, I, I know, I, I know a business around here that, you know, they have a, they have a pack at the company. Mm-hmm. Um, they only support pro business candidates. Mm. I don't know who has ever run on a platform in Montgomery County, Maryland as an anti-business right. candidate. <laughs> Bernie Sanders. Yeah. <laughs> Well, for local, I guess I should say. Right, for local. Um, But maybe some more than others. Um, It's an interesting thing to dig into. And actually, if you, um, just a little plug, I'm sure we'll, I know we'll talk about upcoming news later, but our happy hour that's coming up on Wednesday, we've had some potential, current and potential county council members coming to our happy hours. So if you wanted to ask them about it or hear what they say when we ask them about it, um, you should come to our happy hour. Yeah, they're minties. August nineteenth. Yeah, August sixteenth. Nope, August sixteenth. <laughs> <laughs> they're very and they're they're like approachable people. Like you can have a conversation with them about these things. Like it's not like they're there just to be there. Like they they talk to us about these. Yeah, things, yeah, so. yeah. And they remember your faces. It's cool. Mm-hmm. Like they they I. Don't know yet if they remember my name because I always have a name tag on, but they do remember yeah. us. Yeah, so. remember us as the now people. So. Yeah, okay. yeah, which is yeah. good. So we can yeah. ask them about how minimum wage, if it's going to help women, why they wouldn't want to vote for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, can I? Um, can I? So can I give an update on the DCCC thing? Yes. So because I totally forgot to talk about it before we started recording, but um, I did my usual thing where I call people while I sit in traffic. Yeah. Because. I don't know. Today was not a good traffic day <laughs> in the Rockville Gaithersburg area. So I so I heard Ben Cardin on NPR this morning talking about n- not related to anti-choice, but I was like, oh, he's around. Maybe they're answering the phone. They weren't answering the phone. But um, I left a message and I asked, like, you know, I'm calling about the recent statement from the DCCC that we're not going to have a litmus test. And I was curious, you know, for your opinion on it since he is a co-sponsor of of 
the one ERA bill mm-hmm. to, you know, just start over and get those three states and all that. So I left a message. I left my name. I left my phone number. So maybe they'll call me back. Um, but I figured I'd start with him since he's on the ERA bill. Yeah. And then maybe tomorrow I'll call Delaney's office um, since he's running for president. So hopefully he has an opinion on it. Yeah. Um, and might give him more impetus to answer. Yeah. Could be the opposite, but... No, I think that's right. I think we should ask those questions. And I think we should ask those questions of all these people who want to run for governor in Maryland. (laughs) It's actually going to be a really exciting year for politics in Maryland, you guys. Like, the most exciting year it's been in a long time because of all the dominoes. The the movement. John Delaney Yeah, because of John Delaney running for president. There's so much movement. Um, It's going to be an exciting... Yeah, it's going to be an exciting year. (laughs) And we we will have... Hopefully in the next few weeks, be able to tell you when our legislative 101 is going to be in the fall, and and we'll, um, it's going to be an exciting time to to get involved in Maryland politics if you aren't already. What do you think about John Delaney announcing so early? I think he's. I don't know. I I I, I know some people for who, a name recognition. Well, I know thing? some people who worked for him, like when he was when he was running at the very beginning, like people who who worked for him, who thought that he would someday run for president, that that was certainly a part of his long-term game plan was to run for president, but we're not guessing that it would happen now. I can't tell. I mean, if if I didn't know if I was ever going to be able to become president, but I was young enough and I was ambitious enough about it, I might want to throw my hat in so that I could have the opportunity. Like right now he has nothing but freedom to say exactly how he feels about everything yeah and so maybe it's like a great time to do it because you you know if he if he doesn't have any expectation of necessarily getting the nomination he's hoping for it but he doesn't have any like real expectation of it he can say a lot more about how he feels about things and kind of build his name nationally right there's yeah that's what i was thinking yeah Yeah. there's and there's and i'm thinking that like where there's enough time where he's getting his name out there because in 2016, it was Bernie, it was Hillary, and it was Martin O'Malley. Yeah. We know who Martin O'Malley is. Mm-hmm. I have friends in New Jersey who are like, who the hell's that? And I'm like, oh, he was the governor and the mayor of Bolt. Like, so maybe he is getting his name out there, but, and this is me being naive and optimistic because I like him because he's a congressman, but when he announced that he was running, he said, he was like, I'm not running for a re-election of the House. Like, I'm throwing myself into this. So maybe he's trying to show... And it could be all politics. Like, mm-hmm. I don't, it could be a show. I have no idea. But maybe he's trying to show, like, how committed he is to this. Yeah. And I don't know if you, if either of you follow him on Twitter I or do, follow yeah. him, but he's, yeah. like, always about, like, bipartisan, bipartisan. And infrastructure. And infrastructure. And I think with, like, the healthcare thing and all these things, like, where, where John McCain came out and said, mm-hmm. we need to go back to the way we do things, like, maybe he saw that as his, like... Mm-hmm in so that's Mm -hmm. three things but yeah I I think and I think he probably thinks of himself as a pretty good candidate for right now because he's a businessman too like Mm -hmm. he came from the business world private sector um he one of his commitments since early days um of running was infrastructure Mm -hmm. um and Trump said during his campaign that he was concerned about infrastructure so Delaney since the beginning since Trump right well since Trump has sworn in Delaney's been 
not at least on Twitter, I feel like he's been nonstop hounding yeah, him yeah. about it and mm-hmm. saying like, "What happened to infrastructure? We yeah. need bipartisan infrastructure." And he's got bills, and he's got plan. He's going up and down the county, and right. So he's he's shopping it around, and um, I think even I think it was Edith said at one of our meetings, like he likes to reach across the aisle, like he mm-hmm. likes to do that, and yeah. So maybe he sees a lot of people thought he was going on for governor. Of Maryland, yeah. right? That That's was surprising. That was surprising when he decided to do president. the presidential yeah. one first. And the the one thing I was reading that was talking about the domino effect that he created mm-hmm. was like it's Trone such and, yeah, it's such a domino effect because that's what everybody thought. Yeah, they thought he was running for governor, so now it's like everyone's like, I want to move up to we're moving yeah. 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 Like, yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Everybody's so, moving up. So yeah, side note. Yeah, but I'll um I'll. I don't know when their recess is over. Yeah. Um, but I I'll, do like John Delaney. Yeah, I think... I feel um, like people outside of Maryland don't know him. Right. No, I, I... Well, and also, I'm inside of Maryland, and I like him, and I will root for him until Kamala Harris announces. <laughs> right. <laughs> if that happens. Or Kirsten Gillibrand. Or Kirsten Gillibrand. Yeah. Um, or Amy. I like Amy. Yeah, I do, too. Sure. Yeah, I like yeah, her, too. I like her. Yeah, yeah. She was on my other, my favorite, Pod Save America, and she said, when she got, when they said thanks for coming on the show, she's like, well, my daughter told, I had never heard of you guys, and then my daughter was like, mom, you have to go on Pod Save America. She was really funny, and yeah, really I, smart, and yeah. I saw her at one of the hearings, and I was like, who are you, and yeah. why don't I know who you are? Yeah. She's on Rachel Maddow quite frequently. Is she? I feel like Rachel Maddow really wanted her to be Hillary's vice presidential uh, candidate. Oh, okay. Then her vice presidential pick. Then everyone's penises really would have fallen. Yeah, yeah, then two it really would have been terrible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, hopefully it'll be two women this time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's me. That's the sound of me rubbing my hands together in anticipation. We'll see. <laughs> Um, Anyway, so we'll keep an eye on minimum wage increase and on Delaney and on DCCC and keep giving updates as we go along. August is is tough because everybody's out of town and, yeah, doing other stuff. Um, But there is going to be a lot to do come September. And I'm driving a lot, and I'm going to be in a house by myself, so I'm going to make a lot of phone calls. It's going to be a lot of calling. I'm going to make a, I'm going to make a lot of friends at Cardin and Van Hollen's office. Awesome. Hey, guys, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm again. Calling about the Equal Rights Amendment? No. You guys get on that yet? No. We have you on GPS locator, ma'am, and you don't seem to be in the state of Maryland. Yeah. <laughs> you get my phone. I voted for both of you. Oh, funny. That's true. <laughs> Well, yeah. Um, um, but yeah, we'll keep you up to date on that. And we're following up on the, um, we talked about the NARAL Maryland um, Plan B report on the pod. We talked about it at the meeting. Um, we're going to follow up with them and find out um, what, if anything, is being done about that beyond us going to our uh, local pharmacies and asking them what's up with their plan B and making sure that they're not, uh, <laughs> making sure they're not denying anybody their rights when it comes to obtaining, um, emergency contraception. Um, so we'll find out what else we can do about that. Citizens arrest. Citizens arrest. <laughs> um, do you want to talk about Fox news? Yeah, let's do it. Let's talk about Fox news, which I don't think we've talked about. 
We haven't. We haven't. So. Oh, well, we. We've we talked about Bill O'Reilly. Oh, yeah. Until they get fired for sexual harassment. Speaking of, did this this guy got. So. Eric Bowling. Eric Bowling, um, I believe, has gotten fired from Fox News. He's on. I don't know if he's fired or if he's just on suspension. While they investigate or whatever. Investigate the unsolicited uh, male genitalia pictures he was sending his yeah. female Suspended co-workers. as of August 5th. Okay. Okay. So it's not, we're not, we didn't hit the two weeks yet when they usually send out It seems like it would be a really quick um, inspection because you just take the lady's phone, have him drop <laughs> his drawers, <laughs> hold them up next to each other. Ugh. Are they the same? You even look at the, the number. <laughs> yeah, that's a better way. <laughs> Well, maybe it's blocked. Maybe it's blocked. Okay. Oh, that's true. Um, Also, public service announcement. Just don't do that. Don't send anybody pictures. And you know what else? Like, all of it. It's a personal boundary. That's, like, the extreme of personal boundary issues. But, like, it starts with, why don't you smile more? Or someone touching me. Or Taylor, you know what? Taylor Taylor Swift Swift today did a great... Fucking job. Great job. I know your client's hand was on my bare ass. Well, and they said, <laughs> and good for you. And the guy asked her why. It seems like, um, I, I can't see your skirt lifted in this photo. And she said, that's because the photo's of my front and my ass is on the back. <laughs> like, it, she was like, are you kidding me? Like, how are these actually questions? I thought she yeah. did. There's a lot of online hate for her. And Whatever you may think, she did a great job, and that is a service to women for her to stand there and be like, "Oh, you're going to sue me?" Counter, she's countersuing for one dollar. Oh, is she? I yes. don't know how much she was. No, 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 one dollar because she's like, "No, you did this," and I'm going to stand up yeah. on t- in front of a court and let people report on the fact that I'm testifying about this. And I just think it's it's every little thing. It's hearing someone say something and not saying, "Please don't say that." It's Someone touching, you know, it, it's just everything. We were, um, we were waiting for our happy hour that time, or we were waiting for a meeting at a restaurant, and I saw one of the male waiters where we happened to be. It wasn't a happy hour we've advertised, so I'm not. It, there's <laughs> no restaurant. There's it, no yeah. restaurant on, on <laughs> outing, but uh, one of the one of the waiters came oh, over and harassed man. the hostess, and he tried to get me involved in the like. He, I guess he thought it was funny flirting and teasing, but it he was, was trying to get you to convince her to go out with him or something. She, well, he was like, we just joke around with her. We, he was, oh, he was yeah. like giving her name, whatever. And I said, oh, women, I, I don't know what he thought I was going to say. And I said, oh, women love that. <laughs> they love it when you bother them unnecessarily when they're trying to work. <laughs> yeah. And he was like, oh, they don't love that. And she was like, no. And he was like, oh. And I said, you know what? Here's an idea. You be the one guy who you know who doesn't do that and see what happens. Tell your friends. Things are going to go way better for you. <laughs> Tell your friends. Yeah. And I have to give the guy credit, actually, when, like, after, like, when we were leaving, he came up to me and said thanks for the advice before. And he wasn't being rude or, like, yeah. whatever. I, who knows if he followed it. But that that's a moment where younger me never would have stepped in and said anything there. Yeah. And, and if I hadn't, I would have been allowing it. Yeah, that's true. And just so, like, if people don't know what's going on with Taylor Swift, so this guy, she's accusing this guy of, and there's a picture. A DJ. A DJ of, like, gr- literally grabbing her ass. And I guess she told his employer, she reported it, and he got fired. So he's suing her. Yeah. 
for wrongful termination or, yeah. or defamation. defamation defamation and his and his company for wrongful oh, yeah. termination that's what it is yeah. so he's suing her so now she took the stand today that's what the whole thing is about yeah. so she did the right thing and she stood up and was like this guy right here not okay yeah not like she did a brave thing again however much hate you have for taylor swift right. and she testified and she was like yeah your client grabbed my bare ass yeah like and I'm going to tell the truth about it. I mean, yeah. I think that's the thing, too. Like, so many young girls, like, really girls, not, not yeah. even young women, girls who listen to her music, you know, I, I don't know. It's it's a nice example to set that, like, no matter how much money you have, no matter how much you could pay to make something go away, no matter, which I'm sure is what he was hoping she would do. Right. Um, she's like, no, you're not allowed to touch me. Yeah. And And I'm going to say something about it. Um, and I don't care if it's embarrassing and I don't care if I have to get up in front of court and answer questions about my body, which is embarrassing. It's like mortifying. It should be more embarrassing for the person who thinks they're entitled. True. Oh yeah. Yeah. But I mean, sit, but like knowing you're such a public figure and having to talk about, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, you know, I mean, I think for anybody there's an element and it's a cultural element of shame. Shame. Yeah. Like that's, you know, and I don't think she's immune to that. I think she's just being she, I listen to her music full disclosure I'm not like a I don't even know what you call a Taylor Swift fan girl but anyway I like her music and I feel like she does a fairly good job of being a nice role model mm-hmm. like she doesn't employ women on her albums and all that so she could do better in a lot of realms but as far as presenting herself I feel like she does a, where if I had a daughter I'd be like I'm okay with you listening to Taylor Swift or whatever. And this is just another point where, again, she's, she's standing up and she's giving young girls like a nice example. Yeah. That's, yeah. You know, I used to work at a store that sells musical instruments and the vast majority of the employees there were young men who may or may not have been mature enough to be called men. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And they all hated Taylor Swift because all of a sudden we would get these, like, smaller pink guitars in stock because she inspired young girls to go play instruments and I think she played like the ukulele or something so Mm -hmm. all of a sudden these girls came in starting wanting to buy ukuleles and they were like she's not a real musician Mm. like she her bank account says otherwise yeah sorry guys like (laughs) every time a young girl came in and was like I want a guitar like Taylor Swift they're like she's not a real musician, like the not to the girl, but just like to the other employees, like they would constantly demean her because she didn't play the type of music they liked or whatever. But it's like she's going out there and inspiring tons of young kids to learn an instrument or write their own songs or whatever, yeah. and that's always a positive thing, yes, and. Just how often I heard her get demeaned as not a real yeah. musician. Well, and half the complaints or, about her writer that she dates too many people and breaks up yeah. with them and writes songs about them. And it's like, 
Were you never a young 20 something? Also, fuck like, you if a dude did that. You'd be like, yeah, bro. I got like, two bro, like, like Jean Mayer. Yeah. Okay, like, also, the girl. 90s. Yeah. <laughs> Like every dashboard confessionals mm-hmm. entire thing was breaking up with like a I mean like I don't even know one dashboard confessional song from another. They just all blur it's together. Like Maroon Five's and first album, Songs About Jane. About a breakup. Yeah. yeah. Like it, it's just like she's a young girl ex- exploring her life, exploring her sexuality, whatever, like so I don't care if this song's about Jake Gyllenhaal and this song's about Tom um Tom Hiddleston or whatever. I don't care. Like, just... I mean, I care a little because it's fun to know the story. Yes. <laughs> it's fun to know the story. Like, no, no, no. That's but yeah, true. I know what you mean. Yeah. Like, bad blood is about her and Katy Perry. Yeah, like, yeah. hey, whatever. But it, it's, like you said, like, she's inspiring young girls to do something that maybe they wouldn't have done if they didn't see her do this. Like, it's not a... Yeah. I'm sure Joni Mitchell did the same thing back in the day. And yeah. not many people would dare to say Joni Mitchell isn't a real musician. Yeah. Sure but don't some. but don't but. you think it's like it's part of the thing that like men want us to just not not all men not all men hashtag not all men not all men <laughs> um sorry sorry I know men are snowflakes and if I say men then they'll be like not me but. not all men yeah um but I think it's like part of a bigger problem which is that when we like it's the same thing as like smile more you should smile more or men who come up to you. And say, like, you look pretty. Like, people on the street are like, I really like your dress. Oh, I'm better now that I'm looking. Like, and then they, and then I. I, I, I re- frequently tell people on the street, I really like that dress. No, you're right. That's different. <laughs> frequently. No, no, men. Sorry, men who are saying it in a creepy way. In a creepy way. Mm-hmm. And then if you call them on it, it, I, I, in my experience, the defense is, I'm giving you a compliment. You don't like compliments? And, like, the thing is. And it's an, by extension, this thing about the guys thinking that, like, that young girls being empowered yeah. is crappy. They're finding a way to undermine young girls being empowered to play the guitar by making it into a thing about how Taylor Swift is. And it's just, <sighs> is it my entire job to look pretty all the time for you? Like, do you think I am waiting on this corner for the light to turn green, hoping that you will come <laughs> over and compliment me? Like, is that really what they think is going on in my brain? I feel so ugly today. I wish a stranger would come up and tell me that my ass looks great in these pants. No! No! I'm not fucking waiting well, for that. Well, you know what the universal sign of that is when you're walking down and someone honks the horn. Yeah, yeah. We all wait for that to yeah, happen every day. that's what I love. Um, my favorite, actually, personally, is when um, construction workers who happen to be Latino yell at me in Spanish and maybe don't understand, don't realize by looking at me that I speak fluent Spanish. And then I turn around and yell back at them in my Colombian accent and I yelled not nice words. And they're like, and I mean, the, it is kind of funny because whoever, whoever yelled at me, whoever I'm yelling back at, all his friends are like, oh, I mean, like they're not expecting me to yell back in Spanish. That's a pretty fun one. My best friend does that. She is, she's born in Spain and she is a pale redhead Yeah, and they never expect it. Nope. And it is the best thing to watch ever. Uh, when it happens. It's freaking funny. <laughs> but I mean, that's like, that's what it is. I feel like is that men get uncomfortable in general, get uncomfortable when women not just run for president. Obviously, they get very uncomfortable about that. We found out, but um, enter in male-dominated music. Yes, enter in right. other in other arenas. Like our job is to be an ornament that smile, who smiles, that smiles. I feel like object. They, they just it's 
the objectification of women to the point of you should be smiling all the time. You should be not just like take not just take what I'm saying to you, but be thrilled that I have gained to compliment you on the street, even though I'm like a stranger who doesn't know you. And I don't know, I just think it's all part of the bigger problem. And other men don't police it either. Like we have to police it and other men have to police it and they don't. Um, I have two words for you. Geek culture. Yeah, yeah. Like that's a whole other where it's seen as like a not not all men, but some men seen it as a man only space. So yeah. like Wonder Woman. They're like, oh, did you even like read the comics? Just, I don't need Yeah, number one, yes. I, I did. And number two, shut up. Yeah. Like sh- shut up. Like why do you have to prove it's a whole thing. But it, it and anyway, what were they gamer doing? Culture. Gamer culture. I have yeah. very gamer. strong opinions. Yeah, about those <laughs> gamer people. culture. They they lying with the one whatever her name was, the one woman who called it out, and then it started the whole GamerGate thing. Oh, I forgot she got docked. Death death threats. Yeah, they and they yeah. found, they leaked her address. Yeah, yeah, I don't remember her name, but yeah, that whole it it's it's part of the same thing where. You're, you need to be here just to look pretty. Be excited that we think you're look, you look pretty. It's yeah. your job to work out so you look pretty. Yeah. And then other than that, we, we just don't go away. Right. Right. And if you open your mouth about it, you're a bitch. And you get rape threats and death threats. Yeah. Yeah. Um, speaking, just since you said um, geek culture, is that what you said? Yes, my favorite thing ever. Geek yes. culture. <laughs> um... Just a great follow on Twitter is at Black Girl Nerds. Do you follow them on Twitter? You know how many people I follow on Twitter. Yeah. 15. So <laughs> you've got to follow them. You've got to follow Black, at Black Girl Nerds. Um, online community for, I'm just reading their little profile, online community for nerdy black women. Um, and a bu- book is forthcoming apparently, but um, tons of articles and stuff about. Um, about a lot of sci there's a lot of sci-fi stuff um articles about reviews that they've done about different things mm-hmm. um they've been talking a lot about wrinkle in time which definitely when wrinkle in time comes out we have to make an event sorry it's a fantasy movie but you have to go Isn't that a book yeah you yeah madeline lingle okay you haven't you guys come on um <laughs> let me tell you like trump told north korea today get it together <laughs> Look, I just read Ready Player One. Yeah. Okay. okay. Well, you'll like it, and it's not hard to get through. But anyway, Black Girl Nerds is a great follow on Twitter. Awesome. You get lots of, and if you're interested in um, sci-fi kind of and fantasy lit and shows, they tweet. They live tweet during Game of Thrones. Um, oh, that I can't follow. Them. And they're well, you could just not <laughs> look on Sundays. Um, but they, anyway, it's it's a great follow on Twitter if you're interested in that and. Um, they do address that quite often. Women and women of color being left out of um, geek culture. Um, but yeah, I think. But I think the dick pics is. I mean, it's the extreme, but it's the same thing. Like in that guy's brain somewhere. Why wouldn't you want to see that? He thought that someone wanted to see <laughs> Why that. Why you want to see it? It's a compliment. I'm showing you my most prized organ. Can I tell you something? Oh, gross. <laughs> I'm just going to say it because we're on the pad and we're talking think, about this. Okay. You can cut it if you want. Hey everyone, it's EB1. I cut this part, so we'll be back in a bit. That could be an interesting topic to go into. But more that in is, depth, but, but it is like an it, it's passive 
it's like it's like a I feel like being online gives guys the opportunity to be seemingly passive but actually very aggressive and also anonymous. Yeah, and anonymous. But anonymous, even this guy, yeah. like, you send someone. This guy sends someone a dick pic, right? And everyone's like, uh, like it becomes a debate. Like, uh, is it that big of a deal? Uh, if that guy walked over to someone and pulled down his pants and showed, like, face to face, it would obviously be. Sexual harassment. Yeah, well, maybe if you're standing up. (laughs) Maybe you just stay standing. And then he could say, why don't you smile more? Smile more. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, like, it's, it's that. Like, I think it gives you the distance to feel like you're not, like... Well, it's not even just for that. It's ever, yeah. No, no, yeah, no, yeah. Mostly men, yeah. not all men, online for like all different kinds of subjects. Yeah. Not just pictures of their crotch. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Man's or debates about whether or not you should send pictures of your crotch. <laughs> yeah. Well, I got um, my, from my personal Twitter the other day. Um, I tweeted not anything feminist, but I tweeted that Mike Brown. It was it was the anniversary of Mike yeah. Brown's killing, and I just tweeted, "Mike Brown should be alive today." That was my entire tweet. Hashtag Mike Brown should be alive today. I think I liked it. Well, deplorable Jane, Jimmy, John, Michael. Oh I mean, I have <laughs> never gotten so many responses from people whose Twitter handles start with the word deplorable. They didn't. They were not happy Are with me. Are they Trump's bots? They were not happy with me, Generous. <laughs> they had sorry. they had like secret video of all these things that Mike Brown had done that I obviously didn't know about. It was a lot. Like these people jumping on top of me over the over this over this little simple Twitter tweet. I mean, so I can't even imagine what happens to people who have lots of followers who have a huge platform who say anything. Um, I'm going to plug my favorite comedian, Jen Kirkman, who every single day calls out the obnoxious shit men say to her on Twitter. Yeah. Every day. Yeah. You should follow her. Yeah. She's a super big feminist. She tweeted. She responded to us. Yeah, yeah. She did. I might have talked to her yesterday on Twitter. (gasps) I saw it. Yeah. I just think it gives, I think it's one more layer of men being able to feel like they can say things that they maybe wouldn't say in person that um or do things or send photos or whatever that they wouldn't do in person yeah i mean i so i have two twitter handles one i exclusively use to live tweet the bachelor and the bachelorette because way to admit that on the feminist podcast (laughs) (laughs) i often make comments about how it is not feminist but, um, and then I have another one, which I use for now stuff and all that. And I, um, so my bachelor, bachelorette one is like locked down. Like you have to know me to follow me and all that. But this one, I don't have my full name on it. Like, because I worry that yeah, I'll tweet something and someone will be like, we're going to come to your house. And I'm like, yeah, we got hackers on both sides. Like yeah. I don't, it's cause it's a genuine concern of mine Yeah, because I feel like that's, the world we live in yeah but is being online kind of like the new walking through a parking lot in the dark at night by yourself like i you know like i I remember still don't like doing that me either but i mean like that you know that feeling that like 
anybody could come out of anywhere and do anything to mm-hmm. you. And that, like, I just remember what, like, learning, right, when I got my driver's license and I could park somewhere at night and go out to my car potentially oh, by myself. Oh, Yes, the um, I was going to say, whoever makes new keys for new cars clearly is not a woman. Yeah, that's, yes, that's, that's just right. the thing. Yeah. 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 I'd use my house keys. Because they're not keys. Yeah. 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 Um, but, but like, it's the same thing. It's a, the, the web is like a very big, dark parking lot, and you don't know who's coming out to, to say something new or do something new. And sometimes it's, it's hard because, like, there's so many big battles to fight. It feels silly to fight a battle with someone who's telling you to smile. But I think it's a battle worth fighting. And I think if you see another woman being told that, who looks like she she might need someone who looks like she's in a dark parking lot by herself, like to go over and help her. Remember out. that video of the woman who taped herself walking through New York for like eight hours or something, and then <laughs> we're like cat calling her. Yes. Um, <laughs> my favorite response when somebody asked her to smile, she was just like, "Say something funny." <laughs> and the guy was like, "Huh?" <laughs> uh, yeah. I once got in a fight with a guy. At the Delaware, um, on on ninety five at the Delaware rest stop, who was yeah. telling the woman, young woman, very young woman, who was making his sandwich, that she should smile more. And I was like, she works in <laughs> the sandwich shop on the rest stop on ninety five. What is she going to smile at you for? Probably she, probably making nine twenty five. You know an what hour, I mean, dude? So. She's making your sandwich. Let her make your sandwich. And she was like, huh? I mean, she really didn't know what to. And he said. You should smile. Try it. And she like that would looked, be an opportune moment to be like say something funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, she was like I keep kicking. Maybe a seventeen. Baby it's too. okay. I like you You're playing footsie with me. Um, she's like seventeen. She didn't know what to say. This guy and she didn't know what to say. And I said, I put my hand on his shoulder. Like, Excuse <laughs> me, sir. She doesn't have to smile. All she has to do is make your sandwich. And he was bewildered. And yeah, like, that's not on. a good thing to say to somebody's at a man who's asking a woman's sauce. She just needs to make your sandwich. <laughs> well, but that's sandwich. all she. Well, but I mean, that's all she does. Her job is to make your sandwich. Her job is not to smile at you. I know, but not all women need to make a sandwich. Not all women need to make a sandwich. Just that one woman at that time that he was paying for. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it was it was too much. Like that's not her job is not to smile at you. Her job is to be polite to you and and. Do her thing. That's all. And she only has to be polite to you because she's working somewhere. Right. We don't have to be polite if we're not working anywhere. No. We and don't. once you cross a certain line, even if I am working somewhere, I don't have to be polite right. to you. Um, yeah. But I think it's important that we <coughs> fight those small battles, even though they there are so many big ones right now. Because dick pics is the end result of a guy whose entire life has not been told enough times or firmly enough to stop. Or never got punished for it. Yeah, nothing ever happened. No consequences, yeah. yeah. Clearly not at Fox News. Oh, God. They're They're losing everybody. Bill Riley, Roger Ailes. Sean Hannity's still there? Yeah. Sean Hannity is still there. (laughs) Still on the Trump train. I hope his scandal is worse than a dick pic. I hope it's a really good scandal. Pig. There's got to be something. Those guys are all fucking nuts. And that place is a cesspool for like. I don't know what it's, I don't even know what it's a cesspool for. Just gross men. I mean, I guess that must be the culture there too. Yeah. Um. Anyway, that was a good rant. Who's yeah. our woman of the week? <laughs> 
Our word of the week is Valerie Harper. This is what happens when you get to talk about the word of the week. You get to talk about one of your own heroes. Because why not? <laughs> we got to mix it up a little bit. Yeah. So... Valerie Harper is best known for playing Rhoda Morgenstern on both the Mary Tyler Moore show and its spinoff, Rhoda. Um, but in addition to her acting and the many characters she's played over her career, uh, she's been a dedicated feminist activist for decades. Um, the Mary Tyler Moore show is known as the quintessential working woman show of the women's movement. And Mary, the character, gets a lot of credit for that. But uh, Rhoda also was a working woman. And later in her spinoff, um, she owned her own business. Uh, Jay Sandrich, who is a very well-known television director, um, he directed the majority of the Mary Tyler Moore Show episodes. He credits Valerie Harper for bringing a feminist consciousness to the show. Um, on her show, Rhoda, one of the most feminist episodes is called Windows for Rhoda. It's the one where she opens and starts her own business. Hmm. Um, the entire episode's just basically everything. It hits like, covers all the bases of the women's movement at the time. So definitely look that episode up. It's on uh, Hulu and you can get on DVD also. Cool. So, Valerie Harper became interested in women's rights while she was involved in the civil rights movement. Uh, she saw how people working for human rights were dismissive of women and had internalized misogyny. Um, she thought, obviously, that was contradictory to what they were working for and not right. Um, so, she became... Uh, involved in the feminist movement pretty early on um, in the in the 60s. Uh, 1972, she was asked to become a spokesperson for the Equal Rights Amendment in the effort to get that ratified. Uh, she traveled and campaigned across the country in favor of the ERA. She participated in numerous marches um, where she marched alongside other celebrities but also main players in the women's movement, like Gloria Steinem, um, Bella Abzug, who, spoiler alert, may or may not be featured as a woman of the week later <laughs> on this month. <laughs> she uh, frequently spoke in newspaper article, uh, interviews for newspaper articles on, on television about the Equal Rights Amendment. Um, she had a training session with Gloria Allred to learn about um, oh, wow. all the legality of the Equal Rights Amendment, and she talks about that in, um, her book, which we can, we can post a link to on, on the website. She served on the board of the Rape Treatment Center in Los Angeles, um, and has done a ton of work trying to end world hunger. Uh, world, or hunger in general is a problem that disproportionately affects women, she co-founded an organization called Love is Feeding Everyone and was also heavily involved with the Hunger Project. <clears throat> she just has spent decades, like I said, fighting for women's rights. 
Um, and she said in particular that uh, one thing she hopes to see before she dies is the passage of the Equal Rights Amendment. One of my uh, personal favorite quotes from her is, uh, quote, the struggle for women's rights is the longest nonviolent revolution in the history of the world, and I will be in it until the end. Mm. <clears throat> um, in 2013, she uh, was diagnosed with terminal lung cancer, as was all over the news, so you may or may not have heard about that. Uh, she was given six months to live at the time. And it's now August 2017. She's still, she's still kicking and doing well. Uh, she has a birthday coming up later this month. So uh, that, that's good. Um, and now uh, that she's fighting cancer, she's also become heavily involved in Lung Force, which is uh, an organization bringing awareness to lung cancer and helping raise money for... Um, for treatments and to find a cure. So more women um, die from lung cancer than die from any other. That's true. Cancer. Mm -hmm. And also there's a big stigma around it that it's only affects people who smoked. Yep. Or who, you know, mm -hmm. currently smoke or reformer smokers, but that's not true. Mm -mm. Um, Valerie is not, was never a smoker. And also her mother who was not a smoker, died of lung cancer as well. Hmm. So, there you go. They think there may be a genetic component. Well, that makes sense now. Mm -hmm. From Jenny Rose, our healthcare expert. Per personal history in that one. <laughs> okay. <yeah. laughs> personal history there, but yeah. Should I should I make Alyssa mad by telling her this? That I have never seen an episode of the Mary um. Tyler Moore show. What the fuck is wrong with Jenny Rose? I don't know. It's I've seen every episode of I Love Lucy. I've seen oh, every episode of The Dick How many Dyke times show. am I going to kick you this episode? A lot. I'm really sorry about that. And you're yeah, not even sure. the one who hasn't seen the Mary Tyler Moore show. No, I know. It's she's trying to kick. I should just be passing the kick along. I don't know what to think about her anymore. I know. It's weird. We didn't have cable for a lot of my life. Rhoda Morgenstern's literally the best character ever on she's television. She's so good. It's so good. That's cool. I mean, I but I I've known who Valerie Harper is. Like I, because I guess she was on TV with some of her chairs. So I just never, and I know she was Rhoda. I love Valerie Harper. Me I too. Love, loved Mary Tyler Moore show. Mm -hmm. I forgot to mention she was also. I feel a lot of strong female characters in that. Yes. No, she was on the cover of Ms. Magazine in May 1978. They did a, um, like women handling money issue. Huh. And she signed my my copy of that magazine. She did? Yeah. That's she cool. She signed it May 2013. That's awesome. So 35 years later. Wow. Oh, wow. Cool. Mm. Was Betty White in the very childhood? Yes, she, she was. was. Betty yeah. White, Cloris Leachman. Cloris Leachman was so uh, good, too. Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah. They were all so good. That's a great show. Yeah, I'm, I can't believe Jenny. When you don't grow up with Nick at Night, like I Love Lucy was on was on, like Fox, like Network Fox. Mm -hmm. um, I Love Lucy is also a good yeah. show. Yeah, I uh, Valerie Harper was a chorus girl in a show I uh, Lucille Ball starred in on Broadway. Oh, I Love Lucy is good, but I have a I don't like shows whose entire premise is a misunderstanding. 
Mm-hmm. Annoys me. Um, Ricky is oh. extraordinarily annoying. Yeah, yeah. There are yes. just some, like, I think I love Lucy's hilarious, and I think Lucille Ball's hilarious, and I, but sometimes it's like, oh, just talk to mm-hmm. each other, you guys. It's yes. And it's one of those things where you have to, like, you have to put your brain in, in the, like, time yeah. that it happened, and sometimes it's hard. But Another, I do love, I love Dick Van Dyke. I love all those old shows. Dick yeah. Van Dyke is a good show. So good. Yeah, I grew up on Dick Van Dyke, Lucy, mm-hmm. and, um... All in the family. I love which... All in the family. Oh, did you hear he's going to skip the, the honors? The, the... Yeah, Norman Lear. Yeah, Norman yeah. Lear's going to skip the honors. I'm so <clears> happy. Uh, Gene Stapleton, who played E of the Bunker, was one of the celebrity spokespeople uh, for the ERA. Do you oh. remember when she traveled around with Valerie Harper? Do you remember she got when she, Edith got raped on All in the Family? Yes, I do remember that. that I remember she didn't watching. Get raped, or she, yeah, tempted. Yeah. yeah, I remember watching that episode. I mean, my parents had watched it in real time. Like, Gloria I was just watching was the, re, the... Oh, was she? Mm-hmm. I don't remember that. I remember but when Edith, yes. had cheating on her. But yeah, but like, it, I, I was pretty young, and I didn't really... Okay. I couldn't grasp it, and, my, and the, I think that was like the first conversation I ever had with my mom about that, and about like, rape was that. Yeah, my mom, like, my, my parents were very interesting. Like, my dad loved All in the Family and Married with Children, and my mom... Was just like this is not good for like my daughters to be watching, mm-hmm. um, but I, re- and then I grew up and I realized, oh, <laughs> married with children's like satire, got it, yeah, cool. But all in the family, like I remember reading that they just had so many, like Golden Girls has so many had so many like issues that were like hot button for the eighties. Mm-hmm. All in the family did that in the seventies, like yeah. where Edith, um, um, right almost gets raped and then. The Jeffersons, like the ra- yeah, the like racial stuff, racial yeah. stuff, like it, you know, he's an offense. It was so funny about that. Yeah. yeah, so funny, and it's still funny to watch it. I think some shows that are topical don't hold up because yeah, no, that one, top, but that does. one does. It's Although the so... later years, like when they're in California and stuff, no. are dumb. Yeah, after Edith dies, it's yeah, yeah. So... Well, even and even just when Michael and Mike and Gloria Gloria move, move and then yeah. they get separated, baby and... Joey. Yeah, yeah. Are you still recording this? Uh-huh. Oh. Um. <laughs> Classic TV and feminism uh-huh. brought to you by Valerie Harper. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you don't get to say that until you watch a Mary Todd Moore show. <laughs> and Rhoda. Um, All the family. Yes. It's really funny how you can watch some of those episodes, and if you watch them on TV, they cut out stuff mm-hmm. that would not be allowed on TV now. But mm-hmm. if you watch them on the DVDs, mm-hmm. there's like... Hilarious scenes. Yeah. That unfortunately they take out. You can't watch now. They didn't have Golden Girls. They the the Golden Girls, there are some things where they did that where like I remember yeah, the first episode there's like a gay cook or something. Yeah, yeah. Cut, oh yeah. 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 <laughs> they, they cut some of those yeah. episodes out. I I have the DVDs of Golden Girls. One day. One day. Mm-hmm. And then I will be a single woman. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, on the Mary Tyler Moore show, the longest laugh they ever got, speaking of gay characters, was when Phyllis's brother, Cloris Leachman's mm-hmm. character's brother, comes on the show, and Phyllis and Rhoda did not get along, mm-hmm. and, and um, he's hanging out with Rhoda a lot, and Phyllis thinks that they're like becoming an item. And Rhoda has to tell Phyllis that her brother's gay. And 
the, just the look on Cloris Leachman's face because she's just so good at she's just like so good. the facial expressions. And then she's just like, oh, I'm so relieved because she'd rather, she'd rather him be gay than Not be with Rhoda. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, I love that show. Mm-hmm. That just reminded me of when Dorothy's friend was a lesbian and she had a crush on yes. Blanche. <laughs> or she had yeah. a crush on Rose and Blanche was jealous. Yes. Mm-hmm. <coughs> I can picture like what she's wearing in that scene, actually, yeah. now that you bring it up. Lesbian. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> lesbian. Lesbian. Isn't Tammy Thomas? <laughs> that Lebanese, bitch. Oh my god, I love the Golden Girls so mm-hmm. much. Yeah, you have to watch the Mary Tyler Moore Show 2, or Betty White, Mary Tyler Moore Show. And actually, Ed Asner is so good in that, too. Maude? I've not seen Maude. Oh, Maude is good, Maude but Maude is, like, is one where... the abortion episode? Yeah, and you kind of... And I think, well, maybe not that one, but some of the things in Maude are super top, like, hyper-topical. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. huh? <laughs> Like, yeah. And then you have to like Google like what was going on mm-hmm. when that episode yeah. came out. Yeah, it's not quite the same as All in the Family, where you like get the gist of what's happening. But, but the it's but it's very hilarious. funny. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, like, very funny. Laugh out loud. Yeah, episode. it's very funny. <clears throat> That's what happens when you don't grow. But like I grew up with Nick at Night to a point. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then my parents got rid of cable, and we didn't have cable from like when I was ten until I was twenty-two. Yeah. So like. Yeah, yeah, it's gone. TV shows on DVD, man. It's, that's excellent. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and when I'm paying for Hulu again, I can watch them. Yeah. But yeah, no, that was Yeah, just Get weird. Smart was on Nick at Night in the series. I love Get, Get Smart. Get Smart. I would watch Get Smart, Dragnet. Yeah, I love Dragnet. Yeah, yeah, Dragnet. My, I, I wanted to be 99. I was so going to say, the, my gym locker is always 99. Oh, was it? I just loved her hair. I loved everything about her. She was so smart, and she was always the smartest one. <laughs> she had, like, the even head, and she was so smart. I loved her. And the one, oh, I guess one of years we watched on regular TV and then it came mm-hmm. like a night later. Yeah, yeah. She's pretty badass, Winnie Cooper. She's a, she's a mathematician. And like she wrote a, all those books about math. How did you get onto Whitney? How did Winnie you, Cooper from Wonder, Wonder years. years. I know. Where did that come from? Did we, Oh, 99 had like the woman who plays 99 on Get, on Get Smart has like the same hair as Winnie yes, Cooper. Yeah, she does. Yeah, yeah. She Winnie, just... not Whitney. Winnie. Yeah, yeah, Winnie Cooper. Okay. Um, she, Danica. What's Danica her Pat- No, not Danica Patrick. Danica McKellar. 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 Yeah, yeah McKellar. She wrote books for for girls to encourage yeah. to encourage young girls to get interested. in Also, that. a good show. Yes. The Wonder Years. Oh yeah. Yes. yes. Very watch good. The Wonder Years. <laughs> yeah. I got so mad when I was a kid when that ended and he didn't end up marrying Winnie Cooper. I'm still mad. Are you? See, as an adult, I'm like, no, you don't marry Winnie Cooper. I'm glad Winnie Cooper went to art school and married some fucking hot French dude instead of Kevin Arnold. But when I was a kid, I was like, no, you're meant to be together. <laughs> I was so mad. He's doing Friends from College. Oh, there's a new show on Netflix called yeah. Friends from College, yeah. and he's on it. Yeah. And Alyssa Mastromonico has been tweeting about it because apparently he like sounds and acts just like John Lovett, <clears throat> the guy, the speech the yeah. Obama speechwriter, like in real life. She's like, it's weird watching Fred Savage do an impression of John Lovett. <laughs> I'm look. I'm still angry that Joey wound up with Pacey. You are. Oh, I <laughs> okay. hated Dawson. I'm still right, but I hated Joey too. So I oh, wanted oh, to hate oh, them together. Oh, oh okay. Oh no. Fair. Oh, Dawson's Creek. Oh, God. I can't believe I watched that crap. 
<laughs> I, when we were in co- senior year of college, it was they were doing that marathon because it was the, it was like right before the last season, and it was before binge watching or anything. So they just had it on from like eight to twelve every day until they got caught up to like the new before they launched the new season. But the amount of times my roommate Laura and I skipped class to watch four hours of Dawson's Creek. Do you know what I used to do? My aunt when I turned thirteen bought me a TV with a built-in V8 VCR. Uh, Oh, you were and, allowed to have that at 13? Uh-huh. Oh, my gosh. And so I would awesome. record on VHS tapes just, like, all my favorite shows, yeah. and I would binge watch them. That's so like, smart. Like, I was the original binge you could have You could have invented Netflix. I could have. That would have been so awesome. Um, <laughs> should you say how to find us on social media? Yes. Do we want to, like, end this segment somehow? How do we usually end it? I don't know. Like, awkwardly. All right, so that's our uh, woman of the week. We're going to, EB2 and I are going to make Jenny Rose watch a Mary Tyler Moore show. Put it on the list. Yeah. Stay tuned for our uh, reactions. Yeah. If you want to um, (laughs) tweet at us to let us know how crazy she is for never (laughs) seeing that show, (laughs) you can tweet us at MCMDNow. Uh, MC for Montgomery County, MD for Maryland, now for National Organization for Women. Uh, we're on Facebook and Instagram, the same handle. And um, I already said our website, but you know you can go there again, mcmdnow.org. Uh, if you want to join our chapter, mcmdnow.org slash join. Um, and if you want to come hang out with us, we will be at McGinty's in Silver Spring uh, at 7.30 on Wednesday, August 16th. That's this coming um, Wednesday. So we hope we'll see everybody there at 7.30 to uh, hang out, plot and plan, and just giggle with us and have a fun time. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye. Rate us five stars. Bye. (laughs)